The late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more. Ah, slash, am I the butthole? You guys allow me to have too much fun on this channel. <laughs> if you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And I'll tell you what, you cheeky so-and-sos, let's just get straight in to today's stories. <laughs> much love, guys. Now the first story comes from Am I the Asshole, Evil Sister? And it does come with an update too. Am I the Asshole for yelling at my sister and telling her I want my money back? My 40 male sister, Rachel, 29 female, escaped a bad marriage with her daughter, Katrina, 8 female, almost 8 months ago. My other sister, Gillian, 34 female, lived in the same state as them, so she and her husband offered to take them in, and they set up a GoFundMe to help Rachel get back on her feet. I donated $1,000. I used to call or FaceTime Rachel and Katrina at least twice a week when they were staying with Jillian, and they always insisted everything was fine and they were happy there. Then two months ago, Rachel called me and asked if they could stay with me for a while. Jillian and her husband kicked them out because they couldn't pay rent anymore. Apparently, all the money raised from the GoFundMe was used to pay rent to Jillian and her husband. Additionally, Rachel has been taking care of their kids two female and five male, full-time as well as doing all the cooking and cleaning while paying rent for her and her daughter to sleep on the floor of the kids' playroom. I flew them out and they've been staying with me, my wife, 38 female, and our kids, 7 female, 9 male, 10 male since. When Rachel told me everything, I called Jillian and berated her for how she treated Rachel and Katrina. She tried to defend it saying they needed the money and that it was expensive having them living there. I lost my temper and told her that she's full of shit and demanded that she give me my money back. Jillian tried to argue that she needs that money for her kids but eventually returned it. Now she's telling the family that I'm a monster that took money away from her and her kids and I'm starting to doubt myself. Am I the asshole for demanding that my sister give me my money back? So Jillian set up the GoFundMe for Rachel and then took the money off her for rent. That sounds like a scam to me. And I think that may be reportable to GoFundMe anyway. I think you can report that kind of stuff, which I could be wrong in that one. I'm not totally sure on the rules of GoFundMe, but it pretty much does sound like a scam to me. In which case would be an automatic, not the arsehole in this situation. And even if it wasn't a scam, it still sounds shady as fuck to me. And it sounds like Jillian didn't mention rent or anything beforehand and was taken in at the goodness of her heart, which clearly wasn't the case. And then you donated that $1,000. Absolutely, I would want that back too if she just took it from her when she's trying to get Rachel back on her feet. Not the asshole to me, but before we move on to the update, let's go to the comments with no cardiologist saying not the asshole. Jillian should have made it clear that she could not host them or be upfront about taking the money for her own family. It's understandable that someone will want to be compensated for a cost of living, but it sounds like Rachel compensated already with her childcare, cooking, and cleaning. Didn't Jillian save money from not having to pay for childcare? How did she do that before? 
damn Dutchman says report the GoFundMe as it's clearly only going to Jillian, not the arsehole. Concerned reader says not the arsehole. Make sure if she's blasting you, you fill the family in on facts. Fact, she set up a GoFundMe to help Rachel get back on her feet. Fact, she made Rachel take care of her two children as well as all domestic household chores for free. Fact, Rachel and her daughter were made to sleep on the floor of a bedroom. Fact, Rachel was made to pay rent. Jillian used all the GoFundMe money for her own personal gain. Jillian and her husband kicked her sister and daughter out the house because they were no longer benefiting from them financially. Your sister and her husband are dicks. Once you present all the facts and remember why you got mad in the first place, then your family and you will understand how low your sister and brother-in-law are. And King Shwama says, this is what's called a scam. She used a family member as an opportunity to make some quick cash. I'm glad you called her out on it. Riley Gray says, not the asshole. Your older sister used your younger sister like a slave. She doesn't deserve rent and childcare and doing both was incredibly awful of her. Wow, just wow. And we'll have one more from your candy saying, not the asshole, but this probably isn't going to end well for you with the rest of the family. Jillian looked at Rachel's situation and saw someone too desperate to say no to whatever was asked. Adding two people into a house that's already stretched thin isn't easy, but it definitely can be done without turning the new person into a servant. Jillian is wrong in every aspect of the situation. If a lot of your family acts like Jillian, you're going to get a lot of hate from them. What's done is done. You can't expect Rachel to stay there for free. It's the least Rachel could do because Jillian was doing so much for her and on and on. You did the right thing helping out Rachel. If you don't need the money, I personally feel like giving it back to Rachel would be the best solution. Stand your ground with your family, support your sister and niece, and fuck everybody's opinion. Now we're head on over to the update to see what that says. So, update. I talked to Rachel about what we're going to do with Jillian, and we decided to give Jillian an ultimatum. Either she gives Rachel all of the money from the GoFundMe or a reporter to GoFundMe and tell the family about how Rachel and Katrina were treated while they stayed with them. She chose the former and we worked out a payment plan so she'd pay it back over the next 12 months while paying back a 5% interest rate. She already sent the first payment and we're hoping we won't have any problems with this. Katrina is also starting to do better. She's talking more and is okay with staying with our nanny for a couple of hours if Rachel has to step out. She's going to start second grade with my daughter next week. And we think it'll be really good for her. Also, both Rachel and Katrina are in therapy now and Katrina will be getting extra help through her school. That's about it. I'd like to thank everyone for their comments and advice on my original post. I showed it to Rachel and seeing other people acknowledge that how she was treated wasn't okay helped her agree to confront Jillian and demand the money back. And while I think that's a real positive update and OP's doing, you know, something to getting that money back, which I think is totally the right thing, getting the money back is priority. And let's not forget, OP is absolutely amazing for taking them in and getting them on the right track because that is what's priority here. But I hope the payment plan is in some kind of, I don't know, contract or something like that because what's stopping her from months down the line saying, nah, not paying it no more. And then the GoFundMe, I don't know if you've got a certain amount of time to like declare it as a scam or something like that. That's just what's worrying me, what's going round in my head at the moment like a tornado. But I think a pretty positive update all in all. But what do you guys think of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. 
And I know you cheeky so-and-sos love an update, so our next story is going to follow with an update as well. And it's from a throwaway account called Am I the Arsehole for Paying for One Daughter's Extras But Not the Others? My husband, 50 male, and I, 48 female, have twin daughters. 17 female, Kate and Amy. Both of our daughters do very well academically. They have their full license and occasionally use one of our cars. We are fortunate to be doing well financially. The issue, our parenting philosophy for the girls is that we will obviously support them financially while they're still in high school and living at home, and we will pay for their extracurriculars. But they are both old enough to have after-school jobs and pay for what we call their extras. Amy has always been very passionate about sports. She currently swims competitively and trains five days a week, sometimes two times a day. We pay for her club fees, equipment, travel expenses to meets, etc., and are happy to do so. Now that she is old enough, Amy drives herself and one of her teammates to their morning, 4.30am, practice, and my husband and I pay half the gas. The other girl's parents pay for her share. Between school and practice, Amy does not have the time for a part-time job, but she saves birthday, Christmas money, and babysits occasionally to pay for extras and go out for lunch with friends. Kate has never been interested in sports, and this is totally fine with us. Kate is very interested in clothes, hair, makeup, etc., Amy is not at all. Again, as long as she isn't neglecting school, we have no problem with this. However, we have told Kate that she will need to find a job to pay for the makeup she wants, her hair, her nails, the extra clothes she wants. The girls wear uniforms to school. We buy their regular clothes, but will not buy multiple new outfits each month. Her gas, her daily Starbucks habit. I will pay for the girls to get haircuts, but I will not pay $300 for her to get a full head of highlights. I will buy them drugstore shampoo, but not the $60 Salon brand. I don't know why a 17-year-old needs a night serum, but she will need to buy the expensive skincare products she feels she needs. We will buy the girls their phones and pay for their plans, but we will not buy the latest model of iPhone the second it comes out. This has led to many recent bouts of screaming and accusations of assholery directed at us from Kate. She has accused my husband and I of favoritism because we pay for Amy's swimming extras, but not her extras. She sees her friend's parents paying for everything and thinks we should as well because we can. She also thinks we should be spending the same amount on both the girls every month. I've told her that if she decided she wants to do an an actual extracurricular activity, an art class, a fashion-related class, etc., I'm happy to pay for it, but otherwise she is responsible for paying for her extras. My sister thinks that since we can afford to pay for all these things, we should. But our philosophy is that we want them to learn to be financially responsible and save for things that they want. I feel guilty because I want them to feel like distinct but equally loved individuals. Am I the arsehole? And there's a bit of a mix in the comments before we go to the update. So I want to go straight down there to cover some of them because there's some interesting comments going on. With Webby Vanderquack who comes in saying, not the arsehole, I'm assuming the buy your own beauty product rule applies to both girls, in which case it's perfectly fair. This isn't about how much money you spend on each child, but how much you invest in their education and personal development. Highlights and expensive shampoo don't fall into that category. Classes in fashion or art, or even hairstyling and makeup, probably do fall into that category, and Kate should take you up on that offer to pay for those. And quotes, she has accused my husband and I of favoritism because we pay for Amy's swimming extras, but not her extras. And then says, it might be a little clearer for Kate if you stop using the word extras in addition to extracurriculars, since she seems confused about the difference. Silver Money says, 
You're the arsehole. This is blatant favoritism. And you have less than a year to fix it before she moves out to go to college full of resentment and may not speak to you or her sister again. They are both old enough to have school jobs and pay for their extras. Then says that is the whole point. This isn't happening. You're paying for everything for one twin and nothing for the other. You justify it by attempting to differentiate between extras and extracurriculars. Why in the comments admitting that there are no extras for the swimmer, but saying everything. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The makeup lover is extras. This is BS extras and extracurricular activities are part of the same thing, as they are all extra to school. One girl is given everything while the other gets nothing, simply because you do not value what one does, but value the other because of some toxically masculine, I say this as a man, sexist idea that sports matter more than fashion, even though both lead to creative self-expression and identity discovery and careers. I think you should get therapy and look into why you feel this way. Were your parents of the same belief with you and your siblings so now you perpetuate the same hurtful stereotypes if she can't work a job and do sport then either she has to cut back on the swimming so she can work to afford to pay for everything or do as suggested in the comments and give them both a budget each month and it's up to them to find a way to afford anything extra they want but the budget won't stretch too this is equal and fair and teaches fiscal responsibility through budgeting and having to save for large purchases and expenditures you only have a short while to fix things. With your child, you have snubbed, and as stated in other comments, it could have far-reaching effects in her slash your future if you don't. Stop getting defensive and shooting down all given solutions just because you can't admit that you are wrong. You have to fix this. Good luck. Clorin says that you're the arsehole. You are spending hundreds of dollars a month on one child but not the other. Of course Kate feels this way. Treating her this way isn't going to teach her anything about money and might backfire once she finally has some financial freedom. Give Kate an allowance and this way she'll be able to start making choices about what's important to her. Gas money versus hair serum versus Starbucks. Pink Doff says it's actually super favoritism though. You're basically rewarding one girl for being into sports and punishing the other for not being into sports or being more into hair and makeup. It really isn't fair to choose which extras, be they sports or beauty you think are worthy. If you want to be actually fair and still want to keep paying for the sports stuff, I recommend no longer saying I'll pay for X but Y is extra and instead say each girl will get a budget, same amount of your choosing, per time period of your choosing. Anything above that is on you, except in case of emergencies. Edit to add judgment, you're the arsehole. 
Music with Roxen says not the arsehole. That level of swimming competition could easily lead to a college scholarship and will certainly look good on college applications. It is in addition to her education. Keep offering to pay for classes and activities for both of them and say you're willing to pay for personal development, but not luxuries. Fair is not always the same as equal. Now we'll move on to the update to see what that says. So update. After reading through the comments here, my husband and I sat down and had a chat about this last weekend. We decided that we will cover the cost of one of their luxury items, since many seem to conflate extras and extracurriculars, up to $50 each month. They're obviously allowed to save and roll over this $50 to the next month. E.g. if the item or service is worth $100 or $150 they want, then they will have to plan accordingly. We'll also cover gas within a reasonable amount. We sat down with each daughter separately to discuss this and also to re-emphasize the importance of learning how to budget and prioritize non-essential purchases. We reminded them that they will be required to find a job once they finish high school if they are not enrolled in a degree slash diploma program or apprenticeship. In our talk with Kate, we explained to her why we were so empathetic about extracurriculars and told her that if she was able to demonstrate a legitimate commitment to learning more about makeup and or fashion, either by taking classes, getting a related part-time job, applying for internships or some other means of her choosing, then we'd be willing to invest more into this as a hobby of hers. We also mentioned that this would be a smart idea if she was considering this as a career path. She reiterated that she does not want to take a makeup slash fashion class or get a job at the moment. Oddly enough, she did say she would like to take a cooking class, which she has not expressed interest in in the past. We found a weekend course she is excited to enroll in the city in September, four hours every Sunday for one month. Based on many of the comments, I've decided to take a more active interest in Kate's interests by talking to her more about them and participating in them with her when I can. We also booked a manicure slash pedicure together this weekend, which I'm happy to do sporadically, but I don't want it to be expected. Amy is not interested. Some commenters suggested it's unfair to not spend the exact dollar amount on each daughter, which I disagree with wholeheartedly. With that said, the cost of this cooking course is equal to roughly two months of Amy's club fees and miscellaneous swimming costs. If Kate decides to enroll in another course after this, we'll happily pay for it and we are happy to buy her books, tools, etc. if she is interested in pursuing this. Regardless of whether or not either daughter continues in their chosen activity, we will not be providing more than $50 a month for luxury items. To those of you suggesting it's abusive not to pay for your teenage daughter's eyelash extensions or video games, I'm not sure what to say other than good luck raising children who are not a blight of privilege on society. Now, what do you guys make of this update? And we'll move on to one more little cheeky story, shall we? And our next story is from a throwaway account. Am I the arsehole for defending my daughter's religious choices? I understand religion can be a touchy subject sometimes, so I'll try to tread carefully. My daughter, Jessica, 22 female, dropped the bombshell that she was going to be an atheist and did not wish to attend church services anymore unless necessary. Weddings, funerals, etc. As her mother, I was initially shocked and rather hurt because I raised her as a Catholic, but we had lengthy discussions and worked through the adjustment together. Since then, Jessica has been happy with the new arrangements, as am I. After finishing up a quarter of summer school and with more free time on her hands, Jessica decided to drive up to visit her grandparents and planned to stay there for the rest of the summer before the school year started again. But not even one week into her stay, Jessica drove home upset. She told me that when her grandparents were prepping for church, as always they do every Saturday. 
Jessica mentioned that she was now an atheist and did not want to attend church anymore and would wait for them to get home before resuming activities together. But her grandmother blew up upon hearing the news and started saying hurtful comments like how Jessica would be punished by him and how she was being manipulated by evil spirits, to say the least. The two apparently quarreled for a good half an hour or so before Jessica decided to leave. According to my daughter, she tried to have a thoughtful conversation but said her grandmother was too stubborn and unwilling to listen despite grandfather's attempts to calm the situation. She still forced Jessica to go to church and that was when Jessica decided to leave. After tending to Jessica's needs, I called my mother up and she told me I was a terrible parent for raising a soulless child. I argued back saying that Jessica is an adult and was entitled to her own beliefs and lack thereof as were we. I questioned my mother if she loved her grandchild any less now that she did not believe in the same higher power. My mother deflected and kept repeating that Jessica was a sinner and she would go to hell if I didn't fix her behavior. Getting nowhere and in the spur of the moment, I impulsively ended the call by saying, you know what, I'd rather burn for all eternity if parents like you were in heaven. Now I'm very torn because I let my emotions get the better of me and I may have ruined my relationship with my mother over my reckless curt response. However, I also wasn't willing to let her talk about my daughter this way either. Am I the arsehole? You know, there could have been many things in place of religion in this post and you would still not be the arsehole for defending your daughter's choice to choose her own path in life. Religion is a very, very personal thing and your daughter chose it wasn't for her and she wanted to become an atheist, so that's absolutely fine. She made that choice, OP respected it and I think dealt with the situation as best as she could and she blew up at her mother at the end. But like many stories we see in this, you're backed into a corner. What do they expect when you back someone into a corner? Of course, they're going to lash out. You, you were left with no choice. And I'll be waiting for grandma slash mother to be calling back with an apology before I was to go any further with that conversation. But let's cover a couple of comments to see what they say. And we'll have Forensic who says, not the arsehole. Grandma is using God's name for coercion and verbal abuse. That's blasphemy. So if anyone's going to hell, it's grandma. She's not acting very Christian. I read something recently that was like, if God makes us all in his image, why do atheists exist? The answer is that atheists don't have a higher power to answer to or repercussions if they sin. Every nice thing they do is completely 100% of their own free will, generously and without any expectation of reward in heaven. So when you see atheists volunteering at soup kitchens or helping the poor, it can remind you that humans are kind. If anyone has read this recently and want to link it, I'm sure it is much more eloquent than what I put here. Lucky Introvert says, as a former Catholic, now atheist, I have nothing but admiration for how you handled your daughter's shift away from religion and how you defended her to your own mother. Frankly, I'll never understand the schizoid belief that some believers like your own mum have, that their God is both loving and willing to torture you eternally for not believing in them, for believing that their God is both omnipotent and yet also pathetically narcissistic and needing to be worshipped by everyone, not the arsehole. And Owen says, you're not the arsehole. You're not the arsehole for the principle of stand up for your daughter and you're not the arsehole for losing your temper in the face of severe provocation either. Could you have handled it differently? Well, yes, but you know that already. There is, however, no particular reason why you should have. Your mother isn't entitled to behave that way and expect you to just shrug it off. 
And one more from Neon Nanarwell who says, not the arsehole, your mother was willing to ruin her relationship with her granddaughter and with you over her reckless and curt responses. And she is the one responsible for this. She called you a terrible parent. And what did she expect? In the end, you probably made your relationship with your daughter stronger and she seems like a better person than your mother. Now, what do you guys make of this story? What do you make of all of today's stories and what are your responses? verdicts on them if you choose to share them of course if you just want to spend 20 minutes listening to a story or two that's absolutely fine you're always more than welcome on this channel thank you so much for your love time and support towards the channel it always blows my mind and i was discussing with someone in the comments the other day and we're talking about they went and watched one of my first videos and oh my god i, I occasionally I have to go back and remind myself where we come from you know and the sort of confidence I had that time and the way you guys have carried me up to some... I'm actually singing in the intros now. <laughs> I am so sorry. Thank you so much for your love, support and time. And I will see you in the next one. You crazy, spicy, cheeky so-and-sos. Much love. Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts.